Welcome to Heat Island. It's Frank Grieco at fgrieco12 on Twitter and Heimdall Imbert at altspec1. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review. Also check out fromthejumpsports.com. Take a listen. Not too much, not too much. Just sitting here admiring all of the chaos. Oh, it's <laughs> it. Uh, it certainly has been a uh, weird off season. Yeah, yeah. I I can't think of one where I've kind of followed it a little bit more than the normal, and one where. Just get so many freaking moves out of left field. Well, well, we're definitely going to talk about some of the ones that were out of left field. Uh, yeah, we are. Curtis, a lot of them courtesy of the your Detroit Pistons. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Apologies to Detroit, but also you're Detroit, so it's fact. You know, doing Detroit things. Um. Been a while since we've we've talked since we've been here. Uh, normally, you know, right around right now, if this had been a regular, you know, sports NBA cycle, we'd be in the first within the first month of the league, two month first mm-hmm. two month and a half of games. Uh, teams would starting to be, you know, if you're the Knicks, you're starting to plan for next season already. Usually about this time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my God! Actually, I gotta give I gotta give the Knicks props. I never thought that I'd be doing this, but I gotta give them props for not going absolutely insane and screwing themselves up even more than they already are. It's it's such a low bar when you have to give teams props for not being morons. No, oh, I I agree. I agree. Uh, this is a team that in the last 20 years or so has just like set the bar for, for futility. Um, a, a lot of people talk about the excellence of uh, sports teams in big markets, but I feel like if you're the Knicks, you haven't had anything to be really excited about over the last 20 years. You've got, you've, 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 you've had some glimpses here and there. Sure. You've got Carmelo Anthony. Sure. Uh, you had um, uh, Lynn Sanity, but Ooh. you know, outside of that, you know, what, what have you had? Yeah, you, you complained about uh, uh, what's his, what's his name? I, I I'm blanking. Um, he's with Dallas now. Goddamn, Tim Hardaway Jr. No, damn it, he was there. Who else could it be? Porzingis. Oh, Porzingis. Porzingis yes, Chris Stapps. When they when they freaking signed him, they're like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And the guy, the guy, you know, played fantastic basketball, and they got rid of him there. Now they want him back, and it's just like you, you got to give him credit where credit is due. And it's like, good job, you didn't mess up as bad as you typically do. Uh, you know, I suppose you're right. It's it's, a, it's baby steps for the for the uh, New York Knickerbockers. Um, which I guess is all you can ask for it after, after what they've been through <laughs> for the last two, three, I don't know, basically since 1970, uh, who knows? Uh, so there definitely were some teams that 
are trending in the right direction. There's some teams that are maybe we're trending in the wrong direction. There's some teams that are like, we don't know which way you're trending because we don't know what the heck's going on. Um, so I guess the first thing I want to get your perspective on is what to you was the biggest thing that happened in the free agency period, whether it's something in the draft, something <laughs> assigning, something that, something that oh. somebody that didn't sign somewhere, something that didn't happen, something that happened. What to use the biggest thing that, that matters to you? Oh man. If I had to pick one, I was hoping we'd leave it for later. Cause I have so much oh, to no. say on it. It <laughs> would be, the floor is yours. Uh, it would be, the uh, big-brained Milwaukee Bucks botching the sign-and-trade for Bogdanovich and basically ensuring that Giannis uh, leaves next season. Like, you had one job. You had you had one job. But... And uh, it's, it's so great that, um, you know, of all the teams, of all the front offices to get caught tampering where mm-hmm. it's, it's your small market Milwaukee bucks that no one wants to go there. You know, the NBA, when they tried to, you know, when they're hammering on, when they're like, we're going to hammer tampering, we're going to really make a push to try to crack down on tampering. I, I don't think they were targeting the Milwaukee bucks as the culprits of that. You know, they're Whoa. targeting, Magic Johnson and, you know, the Magic Johnson yeah, types, but, the but, L.A.'s, the, you know, the, the, the Knicks, the, the Miami Heat to a degree. Yes, the, the franchises you associate with greatness. <laughs> I, it, it's just so comical that they messed that up. Um, I mean, let's, let's put it this way. Let, let's put things into perspective here. So you're probably going to get fined quite a large amount for tampering. You lost out on the player that you were hoping to sign. The player you're that your also, star wanted to sign. Correct. And you're probably going to lose a multiple-time MVP. And I suspect he's going to stay in the East. If it was me, I would stay in the East. Um, whoever he signs with is going to be a very lucky team. But they're going to have to see this guy a couple times a year, and he's going to beat the crap out of him. Um and uh, what do you what do you have to show for it? You know they signed um, DJ Augustine, Bobby Portis, um, and a bunch of other dudes. And granted, like those those uh, contracts, I don't remember them being particularly long. Um, I believe Augustine and Portis both got three year contracts. The other guys got like one and two year contracts. So the 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 road to um, rebuilding is kind of set there, but you know what? What do you have now? You, you're you're going to have this this huge fine. Um, you're going to effectively lose out on two very good players, and all because um, what was it like two years ago that that Bogdanovich left? Wait, I remember when he left. Wait, who are you talking about? Bogdanovich, when did he leave? When did he leave uh, Milwaukee? He was never there. He was never there. No, I think he was gonna he was he was gonna sign, right? So yeah, so there was so he's been on the Kings since he he came in the league, and there was That's gonna correct. be a That's sign right. and trade, 
And the details of that sign and trade came out like way too early, like well with like days before free agency was set to begin. Yeah. Um, and the NBA is like, how, how can you possibly announce this? The free, he's not supposed to have been able to contact or been in touch with teams yet or anything like this. Mm-hmm. And the NBA basically said, we're opening investigation into this. And then they decided, well, we can't go through with the deal because if the NBA investigates and they're going to find the tampering because oh, no, they <laughs> if we, if we went through with the deal anyways, they could have voided the deal and then we don't get anything. Now we've yeah, lost out I'm, on those I'm, shitty I'm trying players. to remember. I'm trying to remember. I could have sworn that uh, they tried to make a play for him before this season. I thought you were talking about – I thought you were talking about that they had um, Malcolm Brogdon two years ago, and they let him go. They had his – they had – he was an under – he was a restricted <laughs> free agent, and they could have that's, signed that's, him. That's that's who I'm confusing here. Yeah, yeah that's too that's, many. That's what, what I'm fucking up. Yeah, he it, it, yeah. So he left and he went to Indiana, and they could have matched that, and they instead chose, and they had already effect, effectively given a bigger contract to Eric Bledsoe, which uh, okay, okay, yeah, no, <laughs> like 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 I said, they 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 had a really nice piece that they they could have picked up. They could have made their star player pretty happy, which is kind of key to, to getting him to stay so they're going to get hit with the tampering they lost out on two really good players and they're effectively in re- uh, in rebuilding mode because the fact of the matter is, is I don't think that Giannis is going to stay um, if they've already botched it this bad um, and, and you know um, to sign to sign with Atlanta and make, you know, 18 mil a year, um, they definitely could have figured out a way to make that work in Milwaukee. So, you know, it was never, it was never a money issue. It was just, they got impatient. They, they, they kind of played their, that they, people know what is on their mind now. And, you know, you'd have to be stupid to know that, you know, their, their number one priority right now is, is, is getting Giannis to stay. But, you know, now people know exactly how bad that is. And, and that's that's bad for them because, you know, that Giannis had him by the balls before. Uh, now Giannis has him by the balls and the entire league knows just how badly he has him by the balls. Yeah, I think um, I think Milwaukee, a lot of people have, you know, they're they're – trying to spin it in a positive way and say, well, they, they, you know, they retooled their bench with DJ Augustine. They got Bobby Portis. They make the big, they, they, they basically unload, empty the cupboards for Drew Holiday and, you know, mm-hmm. sending away three first round picks, two pick swaps um, for Drew, which, yep. okay, great. Um, yeah. He's a really, really, but he's a really nice player. He does. He, you know, he's got really no holes in his game. He's above average, but, yeah, is he? You know, I I don't see how you look at their roster this year. Now they're still going to win a ton of games this year. They're still going to win a ton mm-hmm. of games in the regular season. But I don't look mm-hmm. at and that, I don't understand how you look at that roster and you're like, wow, they really got better. They're the team to beat now. Um, mm-hmm. They're ready to compete with LA. They're ready to compete um, for a championship, and they're in better shape than they were last year. I just, yeah, I think that they're. 
you know, Giannis, Drew, and Middleton is a really nice three. Mm-hmm. But after that, I mean, you know, who I, – I just don't see the rest of that roster. You know, you don't have George Hill. You don't have Wes Matthews. You don't have – you know, you lose Robin Lopez. Not that he was playing for you big minutes anyways. But, you know, Brooke Lopez had, wasn't a player that they played at the end of games. He wasn't mm-hmm. getting the end of game. You know, he's not – he's great for three quarters, but he hasn't really gotten the end of game minutes. Great. You re-signed Pat Connington. Whoop-de-doo. I mean, you have you signed Tory Craig. Um, okay, I great. I, I just, I mean, to me, they still have this issue of who are your. Last year, they had the issue of who's going to play with Giannis and Middleton down the stretch of games, and who's going to be on the floor. Great. Yep. So now you've added Holiday. You still have to fill out those two other spots, and now your bench is even worse. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I mean. I'm not – I don't know about you, but I'm not, a, like, a Bobby Portis fan. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's – He's not terrible. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to rag on the guy. He's okay. He's, he, he's a nice piece, but he's not, he's not a difference maker. He's not going to be – he's not going to be a guy who's going to put you well over the hump, you know, maybe if you had some of the other guys in place. But that's the thing. They don't, they don't have that. Um, and this was, this off season was an opportunity for them to do that. And, um, they've, they've screwed that up royally. So now, um, now you're going into next season, kind of knowing what you're going to get. Like you said, I, I don't, I don't think that they're, I, I think that this is going to be a season where they'll probably perform as well as they did last season. Um, uh, during the regular season, um, and then you're going to see a uh, first round exit, maybe, um, most likely uh, a second round exit, and then your rebuild begins. So uh, I know that they had said that they weren't going to trade Giannis, but um, unless unless you can scramble and do something to really retool the team before next season, I think the writing is on the wall. I think this was this was an opportunity for them to to show that they 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 were an elite team that they that they uh, they had earned a lot of the respect that they had gotten from um, uh, the the NBA from the fans from you know other teams. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, they, they got the yips real bad. And this is, this is like a worst case scenario. Now here's, I, I, here's the bigger, here's the big question too, is, um, despite the seemingly ineptitude of the Bucks front office, um, with the Bogdan you know, fiasco with letting mm-hmm. Bog, letting um, Malcolm Brogdon go two years ago, the, the you know, the decision to hang on to Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. Um, is Giannis the type of guy to, to push his way out or to abandon this? I think there's been a lot of, you know, um, comparing Giannis to the, to the, to LeBron and the, and the 09 Cavs where he's like, you know, on his last 
it was last hurrah with the with the Cavs, and now this is his last hurrah with the Bucks. I don't. The one thing that I'm seeing more and more is people questioning is, you know, Giannis is you know comes from a different background. He comes from you know the streets of Greece. You know, he wasn't a you know a heralded prospect. He's a re- incredibly loyal guy. Does he? Is he just the kind of guy that's so thankful to be in the league and so trusting of um, the people that brought him to the league, which is the Bucks, that he sticks it out with them even though it's detrimental to his own career? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, is he is he going to shoot himself in the foot and stick stick around, or is he going to forge his own path? Um, yeah, that's the thing. Um, I I don't know. I, I could see him going, you know, either way. Um, I think it's really telling the, the whole social media move that he did a couple months ago where – he had the meeting with the team and then all of a sudden, you know, like all of the, all of the Bucks branding is gone. He stops following people on social media. I don't know if he has a team that runs his, his social media. I would assume that he probably, you know, like most of like the, the, the bigger players typically have someone who, who helps them with their social media. So I have to imagine that he probably does too. But even so, I think that that's 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 a a very calculated move, and it's a very telling move. Um, I think his dissatisfaction with the team could lead him to walk away, uh, and I think I think it can be grateful for the opportunities that someone has given you, but still walk away knowing that if you stay there. Um, you and your legacy will suffer. So um, I'm going to lean uh, towards him leaving because I think that at the end of the day, I feel like um, a a player of his caliber with as much pressure as he has, he has to, he has to contribute. Look at it. Compare him to a guy like Harden. And I think that there are a lot of, um, there are a lot of uh, similarities there because uh, Harden, when he was in OKC, was, was he was always seen as a sixth man. He was never seen as like an elite level star. Um, he leaves to forge his own path, and now his legacy has gone from you know he's a, he's a very good serviceable sixth man to uh, you know he's he's a he's a fantastic player, but he just can't get it done. And I think that that does a lot of damage to you psychologically. If you're if you're an elite level player like that, um, I think I think you you put a lot of stock in what people think of you and your legacy and you know what you're what you're doing in this league. So I can see him being grateful. I can see him, you know, doing one of those wonderful gestures where he's like, you know, thanks for the opportunity and you know, the full page spread in, in the local paper and, and and being really grateful. But I can see him definitely moving on because at the end of the day, it, you know, let's say he gets three or four MVPs, but he has no rings. Um, you know, what, what, what does that do to players? You know, I, I, 
I bet you could you could ask a player like Charles Barkley how he feels, um, you know, being as good as he was and not having won a ring. Uh, same thing with Carmelone. Um, you know, the time for him to win is kind of now. And um, I wanted to to postpone this because uh, another team that that I wanted to uh, kind of spotlight because I feel like these two things are very much interconnected because. Ultimately, um, I feel like the the most important player of this uh, of this off season uh, has been Giannis. Um, uh, you 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 contrast what the Bucks have done with what uh, you know the fucking the fucking goat uh, in in Miami has done. Um, <laughs> He's 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 re-signed I think three players and signed two others and everyone he signed is on a one-year deal and it's not for a lot of money um, and you know he's kind of Pat Pat Riley is like the antithesis of whoever the hell the GM is in Milwaukee I don't remember who the hell it was but the the guy the guy knows what he's doing. He, he managed to pick up a, a couple of uh, good pieces. Uh, he, he lost them too, but he's, he's plugged in those, he's filled in those gaps. Um, he, he's brought back three um, really quality players that um, have meant a lot to the organization in the last couple of years. Like Haslam, Haslam is, you know, an all-time heat great, I think, uh, you know, with his longevity. Um, and then Drogic and Leonard are two fantastic pieces, Drogic being, you know, a, an unheralded uh, savior for that team to a certain degree. Um, con- contrast those two things, uh, th- those two teams, how they're, how they're operating and the moves that they're making um, – setting themselves up for uh, the inevitable Giannis sweepstakes. You know, that so many teams seem to be making moves to hold out hope and maybe sign Giannis uh, when, when he's free. And that's why I think that, you know, um, Giannis, Giannis, even though he's not a free agent this year, is the biggest player. Um, that's the biggest story of this, of this postseason. Just the seeing all these moves and like you just see all of these uh, signings by Miami and you're like these guys don't give any fucks like you 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 absolutely positively know what their number one priority is and despite that um, unlike the Bucks who have the literally the exact same priority sign Giannis um, Miami is like we're going to sign Giannis whether you like it or not and. You know, Milwaukee being being the um, holding his contract right now, you'd think that they'd be the favorite to keep him, and they're stumbling every step of the way. And Pat Riley, being the fucking goat that he is, he's you know his 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 cards are all out on the table. Um, the Heat will 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 still play fantastic basketball next season. Um, They'll, they'll, I think, I think uh, coming out of the East, they'll still be a contender, uh, especially if they play the the way that they did last season. And then all of a sudden, you have all this free cap space, um, no, uh, no, no state income tax. I think, 
I don't know. I, I, I think he's going to go end up in Miami. I think uh, Pat Riley's going to do it one more time. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah, to, to answer to answer the original question you had asked, that's that, that to me is it. Yeah, I um, I think you hit on a really good and really important point there with contrasting. If you look at the contrast between those two organizations, you know, one of them is they're both in a way. I don't know if the des- I don't know if I'd say desperate is the way word, but I think the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, are in desperation mode in attempts mm-hmm. to salvaging that relationship with Giannis, keeping Giannis in town. Whereas I think Miami, while they're, you know, certainly want to do everything in their power to sign Giannis, I don't think that they're in desperation mode because of the fact, and you hit on it, because of the, the shrewd offseason moves and the shrewd moves they've made not only this offseason, but going back to last season, you know, building a team with, you know, Bam, Jimmy, and a bunch of young shooters that would complement uh, a Giannis on the roster. You know, this offseason signing, you know, re, you know, Dragic Leonard uh, has them all to these one-year deals to ensure that they have maximum flexibility next offseason. Granted, they, they had to give Bam his they, – they extended Bam his max extension. So they – in order to get – in order to sign Giannis now next year, they'd have to do some sort of sign and trade. But that's, that's kind of part of the – that's kind of irrelevant at this point mm-hmm. because, you know, sign and trades are, are so common. They happen, you know, I feel like every, every – once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, you know, the guys they let go, Jay Crowder, Derek Jones Jr., you know, those guys, they, the Heat wanted them back, but they said, listen, we're not sacrificing our flexibility in a year. We're not giving you guys longer than a one-year deal. Yep. Uh, we'd and, love, and, to, and we'd love to have you. Look at the money that those guys got. I mean, Crowder Crowder got, I think, like 30 mil. Yep. Um, Derek Jones Jr. got like 18 or 20. And, yep. yeah, they were multi-year deals. But it's, it's also a considerable amount of money when you consider that you're trying to secure – um, you know, argue, arguably the guy, you know, like this is, this is, you're, you're looking at a tale of um, two organizations and you're seeing one that's uh, incredibly well run. Um, I, I keep on singing Pat Riley's praises. Um, you know, I keep on, I keep on telling people, you know, Pat Riley's uh, Pat Riley's middle initial is F because the F stands for fucking like they <laughs> all he does all he does is is plot and like he he is I don't think that he's there the puppet is he's any, a puppet master yeah he's the puppet there, master. No he's, one, got, he's pulling the strings there is no one in sports that I can think of that is a better executive than he is. I mean, he, he clearly knows the game. I don't think that there's any doubt about that, but um, the, the guy, the, the guy is, is a, a, a fucking genius. Um, and, you know, he, he let two, two good pieces walk knowing that, you know, like, like you said, it, it's not desperation because even if they don't sign Giannis, they can still make some moves and they can still retool and they'll be fine. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's 
been thinking about this and he's been making moves and he's been um, given the power to make those moves to improve his team. Right. And uh, he's, he's put his team in the, the best possible situation to get a guy like Giannis. Mm-hmm. Um, so really the question remains is, you know, balls and the ball is in Giannis's court. The Heat have have established themselves as a, as 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 available to him. Um, they knocked his team out of the playoffs. They knocked him out of the playoffs last year. They they were within two games of a championships with championship without him last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they've made they made their their team an appealing team by their success. They made their team appealing by the the contract and the and the the shrewd moves of their, of their, you know, their front office. So really the ball is in Giannis's court. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got to like the 22nd of, you know, right, right up until the, when the season starts somewhere around there to sign his, his max extension with Milwaukee. Yep. Um, if he signs it and he stays, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean this is the end of the road either. You know, he nope. could very well sign that extension, get the money. And then after the season, if they flame out in the second round, say, you know what, I signed it, but, um, we stink. I demand a trade. Yep. Um, I think that's probably more unlikely. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I really do think that for him, it's, it's, it's either they, they show a, a, a commitment to winning and they, they present him with a roadmap on how to get there and they don't get caught tampering. Uh, or they stumble the entire way through and he honors the rest of his contract and he finishes out and then the sweepstakes begins. Yeah. The only, the only thing that gives me pause, like from not running out and putting my entire life savings on Giannis to the Miami Heat for next year, is, is Giannis more Lillard than LeBron? Is Giannis built more like Dame in that, you know, I'm Portland guy. I, uh, yes, my front office maybe has made some mistakes. Yes, maybe my roster isn't great, but I'm loyal. I'm sticking here. I'm running it back. I'm, I'm building a name for myself and a rep as a killer in my town. I'm going to have the respect of the league and of, you know, fans and of analysts. Um, That's the only thing that gives me pause, but it's not pause enough to make me think he stays. Yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd entertain the idea, but at the end of the day, like I said, the uh, some of the moves that he's made already have kind of led me to believe that he's more LeBron than he is Lillard. Yeah. Because again, if if he if he was if he was going to stay, you know, it'll it it, it would have been. Uh, to to harken back to a a pretty wild um, saga, it would kind of be like what happened with Dwight because uh, <laughs> when, when Dwight was with Orlando, you know, a lot of people were pretty nervous and they asked for they asked for some assurances and and Dwight came out and gave those assurances and sure he left um, and uh, he. He kind of strong-armed his way out, but um, I think that he did so uh, 
kind of seeing the writing on the wall that uh, by giving that assurance, they they were kind of um, they were becoming a little bit more lax. They were they 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 breathed that sigh of relief, and maybe they were going to uh, mess up uh, the whole process and kind of kill that 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 championship window for him. Um, because I think I think he was a free agent. What a, a season or two after that that uh, championship run. Yeah, yeah. Shortly after that is when the uh, the contract fiasco began, or the as we you know the Dwight Mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so so yeah, it's uh it's weird that the biggest story in free agency is about the guy that hasn't done anything and wasn't really even a free agent. Correct, um, and, but and again, that's I, the way it is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and again, I like to point out the fact that um, you can see teams here and there making moves in the hopes that you know they they can be a player uh, for Giannis's services when he becomes available, whenever that is. Um, be that you know at the trade deadline, and I know, and I know Milwaukee has said that they're not going to trade him, but. Um, I think, um, I think if you're a Bucks fan, you almost have to hope that if they botch this off season, which I think they already have, that has to be consideration that they make, that they basically go to him and they say, you know, where do you want to go? Well, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? Um, yeah. because you don't want to let a player of his caliber walk and not get anything in return. That is the absolute worst case scenario. And, Granted, yeah, you can say, you know, we, we said we weren't going to trade them and we stuck to our guns, but what do you have to show uh, for at, at, at the end of the day? You know, I, I, I think they get like uh, uh, some sort of like, um, although that, I think that's more, that's more NFL, they, they would get some sort of consideration. Uh, actually, no, they, they probably wouldn't because it's only, it's only two, uh, two rounds. So they wouldn't. What do you mean? Uh, during the draft, but yeah, they would, they wouldn't get anything. They, they literally wouldn't, they wouldn't get any, if they, if they did if in a sign and trade, they would get some sort of trade exception, uh, which that would allow them exactly. to maybe take on extra salary. But yeah, there's no draft compensation. Yeah, but I mean, like, they could certainly, if there is a sign and trade, Miami would absolutely be sending out draft picks um, for sure. Oh yeah. Um, because if you're, if you're Miami, um, that's, that's a team that, uh, they have demonstrated with the um, leadership that they have in place that uh, they don't live and die by the draft. There are a lot of teams that do, you know, like how many times have, have uh, 76ers fans looked at, looked, looked at the Sixers and said, yo, we got all these, all these, you know, quality draft picks. And then they've, they've flubbed, you know, the majority of them, you know, they don't pay now. They're injury ridden. There's, there's issues here and there. Um, I, I don't think Miami's one of those teams. It's just like, oh, we'll see what we can get. It's typically uh, these are bargaining chips. We'll let somebody else worry about them, um, but we'll go with the sure bet. So I could definitely see Pat Riley shrugging and saying, you know, like this, you know, it is what it is. Um, we have the money, we have the, um, you know, the, the je ne sais quoi, the, the thing that drives people to go to fucking Miami. 
<laughs> yes, you, you got you got the 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 no no state income tax, and you know you've got the the nice warm weather, but um, you know you've also built up a reputation for being a team that that succeeds despite all of these issues. I don't think that Miami really gives two shits about any of the draft picks they have because those are unknowns and they're willing to offload those to somebody else to let them worry about it. If those players pan out, you know, good for those teams. But if you're a team like Philadelphia, you can have, you can literally have every pick in the damn draft and you'll still manage to fuck it up. Markel, where are you at? (laughs) Uh, All right. I've been dying to ask you this question for, for, for days if not, if not a week now. Yes. All right. And I'm curious in your opinion as a, as a, you know, as a professed Toronto Raptors slash Tampa Bay Raptors fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> God. Um, be honest. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have Aaron Baines than Marcus Gasol? Yes. I am per, per, perplexed, bamboozled, Smankledorf. I don't. I do not understand. I. I think Marcus Ole, obviously, when in his prime, he was as good a center as there was in the NBA uh, on both ends of the floor. Absolutely. Um, and, and his ability to pass is still there. His ability to step out and shoot is still um, an, a decent weapon, although it dropped off in the bubble. Um, off a cliff um, at his age compared to what ba- Aaron Baines did last year. If you look at their seasons last year, mm-hmm. I would take Aaron Baines over Mark Gasol um, seven days a week and twice on Sunday. Yeah, I don't, I can't believe that the media is salivating over Gasol to the Lakers. I can't, I don't like that at all. No, neither neither do I. And and in, in talking with other uh, basketball fans, I, I follow I, I follow several uh, Raptors accounts on like IG and Twitter. And I got into it with someone who is like, oh, you know, he said he was going to Spain, and I'm like, why do you care? You know, <laughs> yeah, who cares? At the, at the end of the day, do you want another year of Marcus All declining? Probably not. No, I, I know I don't. Um, you know, uh, the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers got, got a decent role player, um, and they paid him. I think, I think it's like two years, five mil. So, you know, two and a half million dollars a year, uh, for you to come off the bench, uh, give them a little bit of an opportunity to maybe, um, uh, maybe play, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Anthony Davis, uh, not necessarily oh, had having- yeah, you, you, you were following. So that, that, that gives them a little bit of versatility. And Gasol's um, not going to play big minutes. That's, that's the, the, the fact of the matter is this is the best possible thing that could have happened. Because now he doesn't, he doesn't go to Europe and he doesn't do what a lot of these players do where they go and, and play in Europe and then, or, you know, or, or play in China and they become super. The Stefan Marbury. Uh, exactly. Marbury did it. Um, I want to say Tracy McGrady did it to a certain extent, uh, cause he went to China as well. Um, shit, uh, 
uh, Jr. was over. Oh, Beasley. Beasley was in China for a while. Like, yeah, Beasley. I'm trying to remember who the hell. Uh, I think it was maybe Gilbert Arenas who went to like Israel. Oh, yeah, Arenas. Oh, oh no, it, no, Amari. It was, it was Amari. It was Amari. Amari was was playing in Israel, taking wine baths. Yeah, and and everyone was just like, oh, look at how he's producing. And the fact of the matter is, is as good as these leagues may be, they're not the NBA. So you, you're not going to see Gasol play 20 minutes, you know, score 10 points and, you know, get defensive player of the year in, in, in EuroLeague. Um, he's going he's gonna to go play with the Lakers. He's not going to get significant minutes. Uh, he'll be a decent role player for them. He'll probably get another championship. And oh, get out of here. I mean, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll, I, 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 I think... I'm not as big a fan as of the LA offseason as other people are. I think Gasol will probably get the token. He'll be the spot start. He'll he'll start games. Yeah, he'll play about 15 to 20 minutes a game. He'll get like you know, he'll get he'll, he'll get the first six minutes and the last six minutes of each half, something yep. like that, or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I. I think part of the reason for the Lakers' success last year was because of that chemistry that they developed. Oddly enough, a team of quote-unquote misfits, Rondo, you know, prickly teammate, Dwight Howard, known malcontent, um, JaVale McGee, kind of wacky guy, Mm -hmm. uh, LeBron, who's, you know, passive-aggressive, with teammates Kuzma, who's doing you know God knows what, bleaching his hair the middle of the season. Again. Um, <laughs> I I think that that team really developed a nice bond and a nice chemistry, and I think that helped them. You know, in the bubble, I think it helped them. I think I think Rondo was a huge part of that team mentally, in that he LeBron respected him mm-hmm. um, enough to the point where. LeBron, when Rondo's like, "Hey, Bron, you're too hard on these young guys. You gotta, you gotta, you can't be ragging on them. You gotta, you know, take it easy on them, yeah. on them, and and you know, pull them along instead of beating them down." I think LeBron responds to that, and you know, you, I think losing Rondo is gonna be a, a big loss for that chemistry. I think Schroeder is a real is a is an upgrade on the basketball court, but I mm-hmm. think. I, I don't know if I love the fit because he's going to want to he's he's going to think ah, I played I was six man for a, a year or two in in OKC. Now it's my time to ball. Here we go. LeBron swing it. Yeah, it's it's funny you bring that up because I was going to say that um, other than like the the intrigue surrounding these teams kind of you know, planning for Giannis. The other thing that I was going to mention was um how odd some of these Laker moves have been to me anyway. So you, you lose, you lose three guys who I think were integral to your success last season, um, which is kind of weird to say, because, you know, like Rondo, uh, Rondo um, of the three is probably the most, was probably the most um, pivotal. Uh, on and off the court because yeah you know Dwight um, 
Dwight goes to Philadelphia, and I don't remember how much money he got. I think he got like two or three mil. It wasn't that much money. Um, he's very, very clearly uh, a replacement for Horford, and he's got his championship. He's he's just gonna do whatever. I can't. Uh, from that move, I can tell that the Lakers probably didn't want to bring him back. And with them signing Gasol, I think that's a little bit of an upgrade over Howard. Um, you can kind of understand it. Um, then you look at uh, uh, JaVale McGee. Uh, they ended up offloading him, and he's he's not in Cleveland, is he? JaVale? Yeah. No, he uh... – Where the hell did he end up? Uh, let me see, JaVale. Where did he – I don't know if he's I, – I don't think he's signed anywhere. Because um, I don't know. I, he, he, was obviously, he was obviously traded to the Cavs, but I don't know if the Cavs are going to keep him. I yeah, I don't have – yeah, he wasn't – I'm not sure where he ended up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What, yeah, Cavs. Well, he went to the Cavs. I know, I know he went there, but I don't know if, if they're going to keep him or not. I can't. You know, I could see him being a buyout or a you know exactly. a guy they deal around the deadline, which is but, kind of which is kind of what I expected for him to be because you know that's he he's never been he's been he's been a nice role player he's been he's always been like a nice piece to have but he's not he's not the difference maker so there's there's a very real difference between having a role player like JaVale McGee and then having a guy like Iguodala. Um, there's, the, you know, there's orders of magnitude of difference between those two guys. Heck yeah. Um, Heck yeah. So I could see, I could see JaVale McGee floating around and, you know, maybe, maybe ending up on a contender somewhere. Um, but yeah, as the yeah. end of the bench guy, you know, spot minutes. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, and then you so have, yeah. And I was going to say with with Rondo, Rondo I think was the 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 biggest surprise because um, Rondo, like you said, Rondo is one of those guys who he has a reputation for very being very uh, opinionated. He's very uh, ornery, but he has good leadership skills, and I feel like um, they're really going to miss that. Um, in in LA and the amount of money that the Hawks gave him uh you know I think they gave him 15 mil 16 mil for two years I mean they clearly think that he's got more left in the tank and that he's more he's going to be more productive than I think he will be so um I I think that, that in that instance maybe they wanted to bring him back and they didn't feel like they wanted to spend the money. But at what point uh, do you do you let a player of that caliber walk away? Especially if you if you have the the promise of uh, a, a, of another championship because more championships clearly don't hurt. If he could repeat as 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 champion, why not? You know, Rondo I don't think needs the money. Yeah, I was surprised. I was. I, I think Rondo. Um, I don't know what. I, I honestly, I'm not sure really what Rondo wants at this point. I, I don't. I think the Lakers. I think it was more the Lakers wanted an upgrade more than Rondo wanted the money. Wanting no, to I, leave. And I can. Um, I can see that. 
I could see that. Because, you know, the Lakers do bring in – they bring in Schroeder. That's going to – he's going to get much more playing time than, you know, Avery Bradley, who left for Miami, which is – I really like that signing. Yep. Um, you know, more than Rondo. And then they bring in Wes Matthews, who's going to get a lot of minutes. They already have Alex Caruso. LeBron already pretty much plays the point guard anyways. Yep. Um, so this kind of leads me into my – one of my uh, – the last – one of my last questions here is – uh. In the in the uh, in the grab bag of what the fuck did these were these guys doing? Yeah, uh, everyone is everyone is like, what what is happening in Detroit? Yes, <laughs> what is going on there? Why are they trying to be the Knicks of 2019 and signing every single forward and center while also letting um, a quality young big in? Uh, Christian Wood leave for a pretty favorable deal that he got in the, mm-hmm. out of from the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do they have the following? Um, why did they draft Sadiq Bay, who's a forward swingman? Why did they, um, why did they acquire Dwayne Dedman? Uh, they had Seku this Seku Demboya from last year, who's six eight swingman. Uh, they signed Jeremy Grant to a massive deal. Massive. I think it was 20 mil. mil. So 20 yeah. mil a year for three yeah. years, if I remember correctly. Ridiculous deal. They have Blake Griffin already. He's yep. making 35. Then you uh, have uh, Plumley, another guy who signed for three years. I think, you know, he's somewhere yeah, around the, the 24, 25 million dollar. Uh, not a year, but like total. Yeah, three three years, twenty five mil total. They signed Mason Plumley, which who is bidding on Mason Plumley? I can't imagine That's anyone. Exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone. Then on top of that, they already have. Um, they trade for they get uh, Danson Musa, a, a young uh, four from the Nets in a in a trade where they send out Luke Kennard. Um, they. All, they they have Jaleel Okafor. They bring in another center. Mm-hmm. They have John Henson, who's a power forward center type on the roster. What what are you doing? You have if you let let's count them up here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, nine guys that are going to play <laughs> that are 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 centers slash uh, forwards and not forwards that size down as your Paul George types forwards that size up as your you know uh, Udonis Haslam types. Yes, I, I I I honestly I honestly don't know. The only thing that makes any sense is they must be hunting or have buns in the oven in regards to we're going to get, we're going to unload Blake Griffin some point this year. Oh yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. But again, it's, it's one of those things where you look at how some like elite tier executives do things and how, uh, some not so elite tier executives do things. And that's, Man, like if if Blake Griffin isn't sitting there, like you know, where the fuck am I going to end up by the end of next season? 
Like he might be just as dumb as they are. Uh, he's got to be like, please, I'm begging you, trade me anywhere. Yep. Almost anywhere, not Cleveland. Trade me anywhere. <laughs> uh, I So I just, I mean, that team, I mean, I don't know if they, you know, they were a little lost in the sauce on over the free agency period. If they were like, we haven't done anything. We haven't played a game in so many months. We're just excited to get our names on SportsCenter. Let's do, th- let's make it happen, Captain. Yeah. Like, but, I don't know. What is, what are you doing? Yeah, just stumbling, stumbling their way to another, to another rough season. It's, it, I mean, it's like they were, like they, like they, you know, they went out, they got hammered, they went, they ended up at a girl's apartment and they're trying to leave in the morning in the dark without turning the lights on. They're grabbing, they're putting their clothes on. And instead of putting all of their clothes on properly, they ended up with like three pairs of underwear on, no socks, a hat, and a woman's blouse. And they're like, I'm out of this bitch. <laughs> like, that's what Might they did. well be. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where why, why spend all that money uh, is, is – uh, are Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley the, the the type of players that are going to get you over that hump? Um, there's I mean, what hump? What are you trying to get over? <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> they're, they're trying to secure, you know, an eight seed, right? What are you... Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> I thought they were rebuilding. I mean, that's it. Looks like <laughs> it. I don't. I mean, right now they could theoretically. I mean, Blake Griffin could be their starting mm-hmm. two guard. I, do, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, Jeremy Grant's yep. got to start. Yep. Blake has got to start. I, uh, I, are you starting Derek Rose? Are you starting your two rookies, Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bay, getting them development? Are you starting Sekou Demboya, who got starters minutes last year as of towards the end of the season? Who's a forward? I mean, honestly, do, someone needs to do, I, I mean, there needs to be some sort of internal like investigation, like at FBI. Yeah, where are you? Something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, holy smokes! A, a bit, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I mean, uh, they, they went full Knicks. Knicks. Uh, it is it is wild how full Knicks they went. Like I said, you got to give the Knicks props because the Knicks didn't pull a Knicks this season. Uh, the Knicks. <laughs> I mean, you really do. When, when you consider when you consider that that Detroit was like, "Here, hold my beer," and decided to you know ship it out <laughs> as bad as they did, you have to give them all the props in the world. And before I forget, I did want to put a particular player on blast because I don't know if you remember um, any of this from last season, but uh, I came across an, a wonderful little thread about. Um, the, the one of the new uh, golden boys uh, for the Lakers, Montrezl Harrell. I I got oh, a quick this guy this. a blast. So he is a clown, and you know I thought I thought I thought he, he was he was on the up and up. Um, I read I I read this exchange, and I was like, you know what, this guy is actually the complete opposite of what I thought he was. So. Last season, a player or a fan rather asks him, 
you know, would could you see yourself being a major player in Los Angeles? And he put the Lakers on blast, and he was like, "These guys um, aren't winning anything. There's no need for me to go there. You know why? Why would you? Why would you bug me with this question? Um, you know they're not doing anything. And sure enough, he turns around, he signs with them, and then when they ask him why he signed, he says it's because the Clippers didn't want him bad enough. Oh, I, I, as they shouldn't, because he was a disaster in the playoffs. He was unplayable. Yeah, I mean, he he, he was. Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't the guy who earned you know sixth <laughs> man of the year. Um, at least from my perspective. With that said, um, I still I can still see, especially given the reaction that has come from the Clippers and the players, that being a you know, a crock of shit that they actually did want him back. But he sees that these guys are on the upswing. And, hey, you know, say, say what you will. Um, I think this is the Lakers' um, championship to lose right now. Um, you know, he, he played his cards mm-hmm. right. He went and he signed with the Lakers, and he's on a team where uh, he stands a very good chance of winning the championship. So good for him. But – he did it in a really shitty way, and I no, no longer have the basketball no, gods. Not. Are not happy. And I hope, I hope he ends up the same way that every other fucking player who does shit like this um, uh, ends up, where he has well unhappy, unhappy. playing really, really poorly, um, just not, not. Uh, not 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 producing. It's not going to work out. It's not. I I don't like the fit. I don't like the fit with him, LeBron, and AD. I think he's he's an undersized five who gets his points. You know, in you know, in in side screen roles. At you know, being being a, a the floor and getting those um, transition buckets inside. I think kind of the book is out on him. I think Lou Will set him up so much because teams yep. feared Lou Will. Um, so I think he benefited a lot from that. Um, I, 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 I've never been a Montrez guy. Um, I, think, I think coming out of the playoffs, Harrell was one of the three guys who – one of the three – the top three guys who you're like, oh, boy uh, – there's some there's some red flags here for his his ability to to be mm-hmm. a big time player. Um, one of the other two was his teammate, Pandemic Pierce. Uh, Pierce. <laughs> Paul George. Paul George. Pandemic Sorry, P. Pandemic P. Yeah, yeah. So I I do think the Lakers. I agree. The Lakers are certainly still the favorite. They got LeBron. They got AD. They made some. They they did make some nice basketball signings i am just skeptical um of the 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 fit of those pieces um speaking of to me the other team that i really wanted to get to that i th- i find interesting and co- somewhat with their moves being polarizing is okay. atlanta um desperate That's to make the, the playoffs i think Desperate to make the playoffs. Um, they end up with Bogdan Bogdanovich on a four-year, $72 million. Um, they, 
they they end up with Rondo two for fifteen. They yeah, grab Gall- yeah. Gallo for three years, sixty one mil. Um, they sign Chris Dunn, okay, two years, ten mil. He's a defensive mm-hmm. guard, can't shoot mm-hmm. to save his life, and um, out goes Jeff T. Um, oh no, they I guess they really didn't have um, Teague really too much last mm-hmm. year, but he's not around. Vince Carter's mm-hmm. gone. He's retired. Um, everyone's given them props for like upgrading their roster, you know, and, and making these moves. They, they remember they traded for Clint Capella the mm-hmm. end of right before the deadline last year, but never really played because of, yep. you know, the shutdown. I, I just, I, I'm not a huge fan of the fit. Um, no, I think, I think, uh, I think it's a little cumbersome. I think it's a little clunky, but I think this is enough of a move where you could see them being, you know, like seven, eight seed. I think they're better. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're yeah. unquestionably better. I just don't think that they're better than the other teams that are competing for that seven, eight seed. I mean, the thing that worries me is they have so many young guys, and. Those young guys last last year got so many minutes, and now you're gonna make them take a backseat to these guys as coming in. You're gonna make you know you're gonna give Rondo big time backup point guard minutes. Now you might even play him alongside mm-hmm. of Trey Young. Um, you're gonna give Gallinari minutes now, which they gave him three years, sixty one million, and he's gonna come off the bench. They're still they they he and he mm-hmm. knew that when he signed. Which is crazy to me. I mean, if if you're um, so if you're if you're Gallo, um, how bad are you feeling about that? You know, they they gave you the money. Yeah, maybe he's in that. Maybe he's in the position in his career where he's okay with that. I mean, that's um, that's that's a big time but, contract. So, sure, he could have gone to a contender and taken half as much, um, but. Um, yeah, that's a lot of money to you know just sh- shirk at. Oh, I don't fault I don't fault him one bit. I think I think you know for him that's a that's a deal he signs all day yeah. twice on Sunday. Um, I just don't like the fit. I mean, they have Herder, they got Cam Reddish, they get uh, DeAndre Hunter um, from in a trade mm-hmm. with the Wolves. Um, I uh, I mean, they have John Collins, who they're kind of in contract extension with, you know, Capella, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just – I don't see them being good enough to be an eight seed. You know, I, I honestly think – you know, I think they're mm-hmm. better than Orlando. I – I'm – I'm really surprised how many people are sleeping. I don't think they're going to be a contender by any stretch of the means, but I think the Wizards are going to be really yeah. fucking good. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I, I mean, think the, the Wizards. The, the Wizards. I think we're <laughs> we were pretty hard on them, uh, you know, during the, that bubble phase um, when we first started uh, doing the podcast. But I think uh, I think their their worst days are behind them. Oh yeah. 
their worst days are definitely behind them, and I think uh, I think they have a pretty bright future. But um, yeah. Well, I think I mean, look at what they have. They have, you know, they have Beal, um, Rui Hachimura, their rookie last year, played really well prior to getting injured, and shut, they shut him down. Um, Bertans looked amazing as a stretch five who they re-signed prior to him getting injured. Um, John Wall coming, I mean, two years ago before Wall got hurt, uh, Wall and Beal were in talks. They were in the same conversation as are they the best backcourt compared to Curry Mm -hmm. and Thompson? Like they were that considered that good. Um, I mean, that's a really nice offensive lineup of Wall, Beal, Ruri, Hachimura, mm-hmm. and Bertans. Um, are you playing a ton of defense? <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> but I, I really like – I really – I'm excited to see that team. I mean, they were, they were top five in offense without Wall last year, and it was just yeah. Beal, basically. Yeah. You I, know, will, I will say this is one of those um, instances where I'm actually really surprised that a team – didn't make a hasty move because how many how many times have we seen Bradley Beal's name being talked about you know with trades and with with teams picking up uh, a guy you know Pat's lurking if if Giannis signs that extension you know Pat Riley is lurking yep. like Jaws ready to come in with an offer for Bradley Beal which in a weird way he fits better with Miami's roster than Giannis does to me. Giannis is the better yeah. player, don't get me wrong. But Beal fits better with Jimmy and Bam because yeah. they're not shooters. Um, so, I mean, and then you, you have the, the added fun of the, the rumors of Westbrook for Wall mm-hmm. straight up trade um, that were out there for a while. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm bullish on the yeah. Wizards this year. Um, but I'm a little bit – I've always had a soft spot for, for Wall and for Beal. Um, do, you have any, do you have any teams, either that because of a signing um, or because of – for any reason that you think is going to be um, better than people are expecting or that you're bullish on, that you're not – that people might be, might be tossing aside uh, a little bit? I mean, right now um... – there's no one that I can think of. Uh, well, how about how about your Raptors? Do you are you you think they take a step um, back? I, I think losing losing Ibaka and everybody, or you think that they're they're gonna you know they got guys waiting in the wings, young guys like Boucher, and they're just gonna they're retooled and they're, no, they're gonna I, be I right there again. Say, um, I think that Toronto is kind of gonna stay in that same spot. Uh, they they might regress a little bit. But not so much, you know. I, I think they're they're a top four seed in the East. Um, okay. I think I think they've got they've got a, uh, a lot of competition with uh, the Heat. I think the Heat are still going to be pretty good. Uh, I think that uh, Tristan Thompson signing with. Um, uh, with Boston, with Boston, yeah, I like so that signing I. a lot. He's he's effectively an upgrade over um, what's his face, uh, Cantor. Oh my God, yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. and Tice. 
so I think they'll still be in the mix. Um, and then, you know, and then. Although there was, mm-hmm. the, with, hold on one second with the Celtics. The reports came out today that Kemba might not play until January at the earliest because he had an, a stem cell injection yeah. in his uh, knee. Yeah, and, but, but the, the, thing, the thing about Boston is, and I did see that, is the fact that look at what happened when they didn't have players. Like, how disastrous should it have been when they lost Hayward and uh, Irving? How disastrous should it have been? Yeah, yeah, so no, I know, I, I know, I know. But now you're asking more. Now you're asking a lot from Tatum, Brown, and Smart. There's no Hayward. There's no Kemba to start the year. Um, I think. I, I don't know. I think they. I think they took a step um, back. I, too. I, th- I think. I think um, by not having Irving, that'll hurt them in the short term. But I think in the long term, they'll be just fine because it's not. It's not a, a season-ending uh, injury, um, and I think that they have the guys um, that they can make it work. I think. I think that they'll be just fine. I think. Yeah, I think I they'll think be able exactly. to get by. I just don't think they have that top – I don't think they have that top level. I don't think they can get to that top gear without Kemba yeah. and now without Hayward. But, I don't know if they're – I don't know if I count them as a title. But they, they, don't, they don't have to be at the beginning of the season. I mean, as again, it's, true, it's the true. East. Um, it's, it's the East. So all they have to do is make sure that they don't fall behind, you know. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got I to gotta stop you. I, I'm, I'm – I got to – I don't – all this – the East has been getting, you know, getting shade for the better part of two decades now, and most of it has been warranted. It's The West yeah. has been the power conference. But if you look at the two conferences, right, if you're listing off – if you're looking at the West, you know, you got your – you know, your L.A.'s, your Denver, your Portland's mm-hmm. going to be back up there now with mm-hmm. everyone healthy to start the year. Um, Phoenix should be good and in that mid-tier with, with yeah. Paul, the addition of Paul. Um, you have, um, oh, well, who else we got? Uh, Golden State's yep. going to be there now, um, in that conversation, even though they don't have Curry. Uh, um, you've got the Clippers, I think. Yep. The two LAs, the Rockets the are going to take a step back. The, um, the Mavs, yep. the Jazz. I think the East is every bit – their top seven is just as good the as, the, uh, as the West. I mean, if you look at the East, you got Milwaukee, so I was gonna Miami, say, I was gonna say Boston, that, Toronto, Philly, Oh, you're, you're, you're giving Philly way too much credit. I think, I think uh, Philly is going to be one of those teams that kind of falls off. You think they're gonna? You, th- you do you think they're uh, not a playoff? I think seed? I think they'll be like a seven eight seed, maybe a six seed, because I think they were what a six seed this year. Yeah. So do you? All right. Well, let's do this. Let's do this drill. Is Philly better than either LA no. team? How about are they better than no. the the Nuggets? Are they no. better than the Mavs? Are they better no. than the Warriors? Are they better than the Blazers? No. A healthy, a healthy, a healthy. Are they Blazers? better than the Jazz. No. Uh, jazz, no. Healthy Blazers. Are they better than the Phoenix Suns? Uh, no, I give the Suns the edge. 
Okay, I see. I would put them ahead. I would put the the Sixers ahead of the Suns. Um, but they're yeah. right around. Yeah, that's right say, around I was the line. Say, right? yeah. Probably. That's probably that's probably just about the line. So if if that's the line, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's they'd be yeah. a seven, eight, yeah, seven which is in the West. Isn't that isn't that what they would be in the um, East? I mean, let's see. So my t- are they better than this? Are no. they better than the Celtics? Uh, no, I don't think so. Me neither. I yep. think the Nets are going to be fucking good. Um, no. Are they better than the Raptors? Uh, are they better uh, than the Pacers? Yeah. Okay. No. Are they better than the Bucks? No. no. Heat. Okay, so that's six teams that we have ahead of them. So they're ahead of six teams in the East. They're ahead of seven teams in the West. So they're right about. To me, they're right about the same. Uh, give or take. Give or take. I don't know. I I think I think the top four teams of the East will give the top four teams in the West a run for their money. Um, I I'd even stretch that to say like the top six teams in 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 each uh um in each conference. Um, once you start talking about seven and eight then it becomes a little dodgy to me because I feel like um, depending on who's at that spot, I mean, look at, look at the, the, the playoffs this past season. Um, you had an incredibly hot Suns team that deserved to be in, in, um, in the playoffs and didn't make it. Um, you had um, a man who, would not be denied until he ended up getting hurt in uh, Lillard willing that team to victory. Um, you know, I, 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 I know that um, asking for the Blazers to bounce the, the Lakers was a, a tall ask, but if that team is entirely healthy, I think that team can compete. I can't. I. I, I don't see. Oh, I don't see an, an eight seed Sixers giving you know, let's say the Boston Celtics a run for their money. I don't see them doing doing that to the Raptors. I don't see that them doing that to the Heat. I don't see them doing that to the Bucks. Um, so I, I, while, while I appreciate what you're trying to do by, by making those comparisons, I think that I, I, I think the, I think there's a little bit more parity in the league with how these teams kind of stack up. But, um, if you start moving them around a little bit, you still see that some of the lower seeded teams in the East are still, weaker overall compared to the West because the West, you can, you, you still have teams in that six, seven, eight seed who are really, really good and who can still make legitimate runs. Like the, the West, the West is always going to be a slog. It's always going to be tough. It's always going to be, you know, like you're going to get the crap beat out of you. And if you can make it out of the West, you can make it out of anywhere, but you're you're going <laughs> you can make it here exactly. you can make you're it gonna get put through your paces and i don't think that the sixers as a seven seed could say the same thing you know what i mean i think i think i think the 
the gap between the conferences it has, it has. And, and that's and that's what I was trying to um, say. I, I I think there's just as many bad teams in the West. Like I think the Kings, I think um, OKC, I think um, I think uh, who else we got out West that's going to be bad. Um, I think these Spurs. Oh, yeah, no, the Spurs. The Spurs are not a playoff team anymore. I think those. I think. I think the Kings, the Grizz, the Spurs, the Wolves, are almost are only they're they're only a step above. I mean, no one's going to be a bad, nope. as bad as Detroit, but they're no better than the Atlanta Hawks. They're no better than the Washington Wizards. I mean, okay, they're better than the next Let, button. Let's you put know, it this way. They're the next. Uh, with, with regards to the Spurs, because I did uh, I did make a, myself a note for this. The Spurs really gave Jakob Pertl three years, $25 million. That's a lot of fucking money. Like, I couldn't even tell you what he does. I, what, I mean, I think he's tall. I think he's white. I think he's from Europe. <laughs> These are all things that are true. Him. But this guy, <laughs> this guy averages it's like five and a half points. He plays less than. Tw- he's poised for a breakout season. I think that's what they're hoping. Season. But even so, are you really committing twenty five million dollars over the course of three years to a player that plays less than twenty minutes and scores five and a half points? And granted, he he gets his rebounds. Um, He's not. He's not a. That's that's not an eight million dollar a year player to me, in my opinion. And that and that kind of leads us to like the kind of closing thought here for me is, I think there's so many teams that have a move mm-hmm. to make. I think, I think the Nets have a big time move to make if they want to trade for a third star, moving Karis yep. LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, the Celtics have that massive trade exception from the sign and trade mm-hmm. now with Gordon Hayward. Um, I think the Ra- the Pistons have, you know, yep. moving on from Griffin. Um, I think um, Indiana possibly moving Oladipo. Yeah. Um, I think Miami having the, you know, looking to combine the, con- the, the contracts of Nunn mm-hmm. and Olenek to make a move. I think they have a move to make. Um, I think the Wizards potentially, depending upon how this, you know, how the relationship between Wall and Beal mm-hmm. goes. Um, I think, um, I think mm-hmm. the Rockets obviously got possibly moves to make with Harden and Westbrook, kind of, you know, not happy yep. with their situations. And uh, I think the Clippers could maybe still be a little bit frisky, looking to move on, trying to upgrade their point guard, moving on from Lou Will yeah. or Pat Bev. Um, so I think that even though you know with the season starting in you know three weeks, I think there are a lot of teams that have. There could be big time mm-hmm. shakeups still to come. Um, so I don't think all the shoes have dropped. No, I, I, I'll give you that. So, and I'm excited. I can't wait to see what see what happens. That's fair. So. You got anything you want to close here with free agency? Big, big thoughts, big ideas. Uh, Toronto Raptors undefeated. Uh, uh, re- really? Uh, I think I got it all in. I think I got it all in today. Uh, 
the, like I yeah. said, the postseason has been has been very interesting. Free agency has been really, really compelling. Um, I'm excited to see where things go. Uh, I'm excited to see how things end up. Um, I I think next season is going to be a lot of fun, um, and I'm excited that we're not that far away from it. Hell yeah! Can't wait. Uh, next time we talk, I think we should break down, do one, do a do a pod on mm-hmm. each of the conferences, kind of predict, see what we think um, could be the playoffs, so with, you know, top mm-hmm. seeds shaking out, um, and who's gonna who's gonna position themselves to to make a you know a, a deep playoff run, assuming you know COVID doesn't this kill is true. us all. So. This was a lot right, of fun. I'm fun. glad we got to do it. This was uh I didn't expect to talk this much this this much free agency. I figured we we'd touch on other topics, but um this was this was fun. I'm, I'm glad we got to do this again. And I'm glad to our our three Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we were able yep. to put something out for them. Yes, absolutely. And um apologies um to uh to our buddy healed fans. We didn't get to talk buddy healed this time. So uh so sorry and Absolutely. we'll make it up to you next time buddyhealedfan.com buddy <laughs>